What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is, well, it's early, early Friday, February 23rd, uh, 2018, and you guys are listening to episode 345. Is that right? I always feel like when I say that I'm I'm wrong, but no, that's right. This is the 345th episode of TVE, everybody, is a quick turnaround um, because we did one out, uh, we did one late, uh, after the LA trip, and now we're kind of back to the regularly scheduled, uh, programming here, this is early on Friday, um, so, quick turnaround, but more TV for you guys, so what do you want from me, you're welcome, um, got a great show for you guys, uh, today, a lot of stuff to talk about, today's show, I will say, today's show is gonna be a little more interesting, um, and when I say that, a couple of topics I'm going to bring up, which I've never talked about on TVE, I'm really, really fascinated with them, so, um, I'm sure some will come across funny, some serious, but this is an interesting one, um, I'll just say I'm going to be talking about, uh, some brainwashing thing that I ha- heard about, uh, time traveling, uh, which is something that I've, I've been fascinated with. So those are going to be um, on the, those are on the docket today, everybody. Along with uh, my unacceptable, I got to check. I don't really know if I'm going to do a lot of you guys unacceptables because such a quick turnaround, and I don't want to just do a few and leave people out. I'd rather have, uh, I'd rather have more of them. So we'll see. Uh, you know how we are on time with that. Saw another movie, which I will uh, review. We will talk uh, a little sports, a little um, winter break for the kids. This has been uh, the week that the kids were off, so we will uh, get into that and we will uh, just talk a ton of stuff here today on uh, TVE 345. Um, Let's go right to the sponsors at first. I want to thank the amazing sponsors of uh, the Verzi Effect. And uh, we're going to be talking to more sponsors. We actually are. People are reaching out. And if you guys have a company, a website, anything that you would love the Verzi Effect to address, just uh, reach out to me. and uh, Or you can go to my website, reach out to my manager, representation. Either way, you'll get somebody. And uh, we will talk to you about it. All right? Uh, but first, of course, let's talk Chassis, everybody. One of my favorite products out there on the market. Chassis for men. All right, an amazing, uh, it's a premium body powder for your for your downstairs part, your, your undercarriage, so to speak, your chassis. That's right, your balls. You want them smelling good. You want them with, uh, you know, no sweat. You want them protected, no chafing, no odor. Well, look no further than chassis, everybody. Chassis is an unbelievable um, powder for your balls that has a hydro shield technology, which... Um, it's just, it's just amazing. You guys have heard me talk about this product. And for you people who wonder, I know a lot of people always wonder, do products like this have aluminum in them and stuff? No. No aluminum, no talc, no power bands, no menthol, nothing like that. It's just an unbelievable, ultra soft powder. Beautiful. I get the scented one. It's amazing. Uh, one bottle, guys, can go up to four months, okay, using it every day. You just apply uh, after the shower, you're nice and dry, and uh, wow, it's great. And they also have other products, amazing products. They got an extreme cream. They got a, a shower primer. They have um, 
an amazing, amazing line of products, but I will tell you this. Every single person who's talked to me about Chassis thanks me. And I, starting today, right now, will do a promotion. That's right. We will do a promotion for Chassis um, this week, and here's what it is. All right, so if you uh, go to, we'll do a promotion with, um, so here's what you do. If you go to chassisformen.com slash verzi. Okay, that's chassisformen.com slash Verzi. You will get, uh, buy a bottle, get the second bottle, half price. Okay, so for all the people that reached out to me and let me know you're doing it, there you go. You could get, I mean, if it's almost four months per bottle, use every day. You could almost get the rest of the year. What are we? We're going into March. So there you go. You could almost get the rest of the year. You go there and you get, uh, buy one bottle and get um, the next uh, half half off. So that's www.chassisformen.com uh, slash Berzy. Uh, get one bottle, the next one half off. All you guys go to that. How do you spell chassis? C-H-A-S-S-I-S. Okay, you could get it on... Um, so go to chassisformen.com slash Berzy. Uh, and, and you will get that promotion. So please check that out. It's an amazing product. Your balls will thank you for it. Your partner will thank you for it. Check out all their amazing products and go get your bottle, uh, bottles today. Chassisformen.com slash Verzi. The dry ball movement has begun. It is a revolution. It is a ball revolution, everybody. As I said before, the ball game is over. You guys like comedy podcasts? Of course you do. You guys like great comedy albums? Who doesn't? You guys like funny content online that you could look at on your tablets or your smartphones? Of course. Who doesn't? Well, look no further. All Things Comedy. Amazing comedy podcasts. Amazing albums. Amazing content. Now television shows they have on there. So funny. They're doing specials. By the way, got some news with my special, which we were going to be able to announce in early uh, March. So uh, I'm excited to finally be able to to let people know what's going on with that. You guys will be seeing that uh, for sure, and um, and it's and it's all thanks to All Things Comedy. So check out AllThingsComedy.com. Follow them um, on Twitter at All Things Comedy. And of course, if you have a dog who's misbehaving, look no further than City Living Dog and Coach Mike. Uh, check out his uh, YouTube channel, which is amazing. You could see all this amazing work he does with dogs. Um, you know, Facebook, he does Facebook live, you know, Twitter, uh, Instagram, blah, this one, that one, whatever new thing is out all the, all of the social media platforms for city living dog and coach Mike, check him out. Uh, you will thank me for it. If you have a pooch who is acting up, um, let's move on everybody. Uh, unacceptable for the week, the week, I week, I got, I got acceptable. I got an acceptable. I'm in a good mood. The other one was, um, you know, a little bit of some venom and, and spitting some fire. Well, not on 345. I'm feeling good. Uh, finally kicking this cold. The post-nasal drip is going away. The tickle in the throat is going away. Feeling better. Doesn't help that it's 80 degrees one day and fucking 37 the next so I'll probably be bedridden with the flu soon. Oh, God, God forbid. Hopefully that does not happen. Knock on wood. But um, I'm in a good mood, and I'm going to give you an acceptable. 
and the acceptable is, I did a joke, I've been doing a joke, where I said, I think I said it on a podcast once, and I tried it on stage, and I was just honest, and you know what, here's one thing I could tell you guys about being a comedian, when you're honest on stage, and you tell an honest story on stage, or you tell an honest, or you're just um, an honest thought, it makes you not care if how the joke goes over because it's true to you. It's true to your heart. It's an honest thing. You know, uh, some people may not like it. Some people may love it. But at least when you get it out, you're kind of like, wow, I really feel that way. So the people that don't like it, that's on them. Fuck them. I, I, I had to say it. So I just was talking about the whole feminist movement. And I was just joking, talking about how women are rolling deep right now. Like this is a woman's year. I said like, if this was like a sports, women are, you know, Women are in the playoffs, like, and they're deep in the playoffs. Like, they're going to the Super Bowl this year. Like, they got a quarterback. They got a defense. They got a running game. Like, women are fucking in it right now. And, um, you know, I was talking about the sexual harassment thing. But then I, I got honest. And I was like, but you know what bothers me is now, you know, now, because of everything going on and the social division or all this stuff going on, and I think the administration has something to do with this, um, you know, but... People like having to state that they're a feminist. I even see male comedians. I'm a feminist. I'm, you know, who's not a feminist? You know, this whole thing. And it's like, I says like everybody. I talked about it in the last podcast, so I don't want to sound redundant here. But, you know, anybody. A feminist means what? That a woman has equal rights to a man, gets paid like a man, treated like a man, treated like an equal and all that stuff. Like, who the fuck doesn't think that? I have a daughter, a, a mother, a wife. It's like, of course I feel that way. Like, to have to go up there and state it. And then I realize, well, what happens is it's so far the other way that people have to feel a certain way. And I said on stage, I said, um, you know, there's a fine line between a feminist and a cunt. And uh, the room was packed. And it just went crazy and they loved it. And I'm looking over and I'm watching these women laughing, nodding their heads. And even one came up to me after a show and was like, that is so true. That is so right. And I was like, you know something? You are the fucking coolest people and the coolest crowd. I did it a few times. So the nice thing is people know that there there is an extreme. There is a, a fucking overly, you know, this whole man-hating thing is just so ridiculous. Um, you know. The future is female, and it's like, well, future is children, and you need to have sex with a man in order to have that, and a good father in a child's life is really, really fucking underrated and something that needs to be appreciated more, so shut the fuck up and do it together like it's been done through, you'll still get your rights and you should get your rights, but let's not fucking automatically put every man to the fucking, you know, to the curb like we're some piece of shit. Some are, and some women are pieces of shit, so there you have it. You know, some of you women listening to this are a piece of shit right now. I want you to look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself the very serious question of, are you a piece of shit? Uh, (laughs) And men too. There's piece of shits and there's good people. And guess what, everybody? They come in both sexes. Oh, wait, sorry. I don't want to leave out the transgender. You got whoever else, everybody, every race. Let me say that. Every race, every sex, every sexual orientation. I got you. Got to do that nowadays. You got to just everybody's the same, and everybody could be a piece of shit or not. Sorry, you have to do that, because God forbid one you know one person gets left out. Um, and I'll tell you right now, somebody was saying that they were on stage, 
and there was a group of white people and they asked a question to the white people and then they were like, I'm not asking that to a group of black people. Let me tell you something. If you guys come and see my comedy show, I don't give a fuck who's in the audience. White, black, Hispanic, Asian, gay, straight, purple, black, Jewish, German, Palestine, Israeli, whatever the fuck is there is free game and you're going to get the same treatment and the same jokes from me. I do not give a shit. All right, I will say, wow, that was some really white girl shit you just did. Wow, that was some really black shit you just did. Wow, that was some really, I don't care. So many people are so afraid. Well, you can't do it there, but you could do it there. Yeah, Uh, not going to happen with me. Let's talk time travel, everybody. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but I'm going to read this to you. And I want everybody who listens, because this is going to be like a really kind of, it's going to be a thought-provoking TVE. There's two things I'm going to talk about. The first one is the uh, Noah the Time Traveler. All right. Now, um, I, listen, I'm not saying that I believe it. Uh, I probably 80% don't believe it. But the 20% that is curious and the 20% that is, um, you know, intrigued by this is like, all right, well, you know, who knows? Who knows what what happened? But there's a, t- there's a kid. He time traveled, or so he says. And he says, I'm going to read this to you, but I want you guys to read it. If you want to, you could go to, um, I guess it's um, time. Just go to like, oh my God, of course. The, why wouldn't the computer freeze right now? I swear to God. It's just like, that's what I hope happens in the future. Can that happen in the future? Can we not have glitches where that stupid Trivial Pursuit disc goes around every time fucking your neighbor's on a computer? Like, what the fuck, man? I I, I just don't understand it. Actually, I do understand it. You know why? There's too many people. That's what it is. There's too many people. Um... There should, that's what the movie should be. They should make a movie called Catastrophe, where half the population gets wiped out, everybody's upset, and then the other fucking half the population rebuilds everything, and you, there's no traffic, and everything is fucking easier. Uh, I just hope I'm not in that first half, uh, or the bad half. Let, come on, here we go. Come on, Noah. I'm sure you guys could tell I'm in a goofy mood right now. I'm in a goofy mood. I'm kind of rested. Work! Work! All right. Here we go. Continue, continue. Yeah, do you want to just say, you know, it's not a secure thing. Would you like to? Yeah, continue. I don't care if it's secure. I don't care. I don't care if it gets a virus. I'll get another one. Just just fucking work. Um, Of course, now it's not working again. No, not this one. Oh, my God. Guys, look, this is going to turn from happy to bad really soon. I'm trying to have a nice, I'm trying to talk about something here. All right, here we go. Here we, here it is. Okay, time-traveling guy Noah from the year 2030. All right, he's wearing a Minnesota Gopher shirt, and he's got his face blocked out. He's got his face blocked out, okay? Now, it says, he said, this is what he said, okay? Um, it says here, that there, so there's a guy, his name calls himself Noah. He says that uh, he did it. He said, I use a bunch of electricity around me and or if I'm in a place where I'm supposed to time travel, usually I'm in a giant um, underground 
where like electricity generates and then the technology, uh, my, uh, my body fire up and then I just time travel. Uh, interesting. He said, isn't it feels like, uh, the last part, uh, then I just time travel is a step in the process. Um, he did this thing on Apex TV, but here's the thing. He took a lie detector test and you don't really, he took a lie detector test and it says that he passed a lie detector test with flying colors. Now, I know what you're saying, Paul, that's probably bullshit, but here's what he says. Um, he says that Donald Trump will be reelected. He said the president in 2030 is Martin Luther King's granddaughter. He says that uh, iPhones will be a little bit faster and swiping will be easier on them. Uh, he said currency is still there, a little bit more of the Bitcoin thing, but currency and change is, is still there. Not really a stretch considering that it's only, um, you know, that it's only, what's it called? You know, 12, since it's only like 12 years. Okay, um, I don't know, he's, he's like, his thing is all, his thing is all gargled, like you can't hear it, and he was saying basically, you know, he's afraid, he's afraid he's going to be assassinated and killed, but uh, he said that time travel became able to be done in 2003. Um, now, another thing he says, he, he says that he went to, I think he said, what did he say? says he's from, oh, another guy, another, there's another guy who says he's from the year 5,000, and they're talking about all kinds of wars that are going to happen and shit, but this is one, this is one that I just wanted to talk about, now guys, I know you what you're saying, Verzi lost his mind, he's into conspiracy things, he's, I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm not, I'm not trying to just do some interesting shit for a podcast, this is some dumb shit that I've been fascinated with this week, and I have to bring it to here, all right, um, I have to bring it to here. You know, but there's a time traveler who, uh, the stock time traveler guy. I want to just read this and then we're going to go on to something else. All right. There's a, yeah, stock market time traveler. This one is pretty, um, nuts. And this one is not explainable. All right. This one is fucking crazy. All right. Busted for insight. Yeah. So there's a guy and I, what was his name? He, they got to show a picture of this guy. Now, where is it? I got to, so anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to try to find this. And then there's like, uh, it's like a top 10 proof of time travel. Yeah, here we go. Um, and I, I know this, this is one. All right. The 10 mysterious evidence of time travel, but there's one that can't, that, that they still can't explain. And this one is nuts. So here we go. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. They're doing it. This is a death wish. This is a Death Wish promo. All right, let's see here. This is... All right, check this one out. I'm going to try to play the audio. I hope you guys could hear it. Ten. The man from the year 2256. Listen to this shit. In 2003, according to Weekly World News Post, the FBI arrested a man accused of security and exchange commissions violations. He was charged with making 126 high-risk stock trades. Every single trade he made was successful. Having only $800 as an initial investment, he earned $350 million through his numerous deals. 
After being arrested, he was interrogated by the police. Andrew said that he received the data from the future, and being a traveler from 2256, he knew all the information about stock trades. He took advantage of it. When asked, he refused to tell the location of the time machine for fear that the technology of the future could end in the wrong hands. FBI couldn't trace the origins of the man before 2002. No one knew where he came from. In 2003, a stranger paid a bail of $1 million for him, and Andrew Carlson was released. He didn't attend a court meeting where his lawyer was waiting for him, and disappeared since then. Nine. See, so that one, that one's a little fucking weird to me. Like, uh... Yeah, it's like they never there was no trace of this man ever before 2002. And um and then and now this new guy is saying that time travel only started in 2003 and the stock thing and then he just vanished. He vanished again and there's no proof of him. Uh so look I'm not saying that this shit is definitely, but when the FBI has no trace of somebody, the FBI has no trace of a man before a certain year, and then after all that shit, he just disappears, and he started with 800 bucks and made all of those stock things. Like, I mean, I'm sure there may be something to debunk this, but I just thought it was a little interesting, and of course, my mind, you know, what else does a comic do at night when he should be sleeping? And he's home and he could go get rest as he lays up with his phone and he looks at time travel shit. Um, but here's another thing to think about, guys. All right. This is this is fucking nuts. This next thing I'm going to talk about here. All right. And I like that I'm doing this. Not every, you know, not every podcast needs to be me yelling or pissed off about something. You know, some can just be a good fucking listen, you know, from the neurotic uh, overthinking mind of, uh, of a comedian. So here you go. I was at the stand last night, which I'll be there tonight to come out two shows, eight and 10. I'm on the eight. I'm on the 10. And then, um, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm in upstate New York, but I could, I'll talk about that at the end of the show. So I'm talking to this one comedian and we're just talking about, um, all kinds of things like, people's fake rage and, and the hypocrisy of people and what people think about this. And, you know, we just started talking about everything. And we started talking about the 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 thing with Russia and all these indictments and stuff, right? And what came up was something that I never even knew or heard. But I was talking to this comedian, uh, Ian Fidance, or Fidance, um, and a funny guy. Um, and he sent me... Uh, he sent me this thing that is called, it's called, um, how to brainwash a nation. And I don't know if you guys ever saw this, but this was actually blew my mind. It actually blew me away. I could not even believe what I was listening to. And it, and this actually made sense to me. I don't think it could, it's a conspiracy theory. I actually think if you look at it, it makes perfect sense. And I think it's something that happened. All right, so this one you may be like, oh, Verzi's fucking really off his rocker. No. They're talking to an ex-KGB from Russia. 
and he was talking about basically how um, how to infiltrate into a country and to win with psychological warfare. And basically what he was saying was that um, what he was saying was that you're not the, the Russia knew that they weren't going to beat the U.S. with, with guns. The, Russia knew that we just we're, we're just too powerful of a, a nation. I mean, you, they're good and stuff, but nothing like we have shit that like as far as you know. I mean, a lot of people say well, you know Reagan spent so much on on the military stuff, but like I gotta tell you something. I was at an air show and I told you I saw what that F eighteen Hornet could do, and I was just like, if that's one plane that we have, we could fucking annihilate the world from the shit that I saw and the, the bombs that we have, that bomb that drills into a mountain, all this stuff, we, the, the stealth bombers and stuff that even makes stealth bombers shit looks like nothing. So apparently Russia knew this and Russia was intelligent to realize that the way to, to, to fucking hurt us was to divide us and the way to divide us and to do it was to infiltrate their people and he was basic, this KGB guy, I forgot his name, uh, what's his name here? I got to... Uh, it's right here. I'm going to try to let you guys listen to something else uh, if you're interested. I hope you are. I hope this is not boring you to tears because I'm not like I'm really insecure about this one because I'm talking about stuff that I'm just like, do they want me to fucking, you know, but I, I'm into this shit. All right. Um, yeah. So the guy's name. So this so this is what this says. Um, they interviewed this guy. All right. And they called, uh, and it says the following interview was conducted back in 1985 with a trained uh, subversive KGB agent, uh, Yuri Bezmenov. And he lays out the four steps used to transform the thinking and behavior of an entire population over generations. Basically, what he was saying was through psychological warfare and brainwashing, what they did, and it takes, I think he said it takes about 15 to 20 years like for the for the the one generation of a class and they said so they've been doing it now for decades <clears throat> but basically taking like uh I guess he was saying something along the lines of like communists or marxism and all that stuff and making them professors and infiltrating them in and he's saying like that spies that we think of spies or you think of russian spies of all these things and like these <clears throat> James Bond movies and all this stuff and it's not that it's basically saying that it's the casual, subtle things to just make you change. And the way they would do it was through education and they call it soft brains or young brains, right? So kids going into school and they would have these professors kind of, you know, tell them and instill things in them that over time would make division and make fighting, which he's basically saying is, is happening now because what you do is you demoralize people. And then after you demoralize them, they'll believe anything and, and, and or they won't believe anything. You know, nothing, they said like nothing, facts, uh, facts mean nothing and all that. And it was just seriously one of the most, it blew me away to listen to it. Um, and this guy was not, I mean, by any stretch, this guy was not a loony at all. This guy, uh, left Russia. He was fed up with the Russian way and the Russian politics and all that stuff. And he decided to come to America and he sits down in this interview in 85 and he just lays it down. And he is, uh, as articulate is he just, the way he says it is perfect. And it's really, it's, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is really like what. You got you to gotta just listen to it. So it is called, um, what was it? How to Brainwash a Nation. 
it's on YouTube and the guy's name is Yuri and you'll see it there and it just talks about all the shit that like Russia knew and they were like look we're not going to beat them this way this is how we're going to beat them and uh, and it's not any like right or wrong it's just a division like they, their thing was like to divide and to make you know and, and you're just looking at things now and you're like holy shit like and you see all the hypocrisy going on and all that stuff I, I found it insane I it actually like when this dude was telling me I was like you have to send me that article and I, it's like eight minutes it's only like eight minutes and like halfway through I was like this is really nuts and it makes you think all the shit that we don't know and it really is easy to bring think about this for a second okay think about this if people in Waco Texas right and these people that all wore black and white Nikes and they drank the poison and went to bed in bunks and they all killed themselves and they thought they were going to be on a comet that was going through space that night if, if you know I feel like if you can tell those people that right and and make them believe it and make these people drink a poison and and kill themselves and make the you, you know this whole like um just cult following where people are just I mean to the death believe it and they'll be they'll be talked into killing or hurting or harming or raping all these different things imagine subtly teaching things and just putting it and ingraining it in young people and then just time goes and time goes and time goes I think that that I mean if if it can happen if it can happen quick like that imagine like the the psychological thing that's going on um long term I was going to play the whole 8 minutes but I'm not going to do that like this is my podcast so you guys need to check it out but it's called How to Brainwash a Nation and I it was absolutely fascinating and something that I think is um you know kind of real I like I I actually believed this guy a lot I thought it was really really interesting and um yeah, so check that out. It's all espionage and all kinds of stuff. I, I don't know. I'm into that. So, you know, time travel, brainwashing. You know, it's a weird episode, guys. I don't know what you want me to, what uh, what you want me to say. I'll get to the, don't worry. I'm going to get to the comedy. All right, here we go. Um, I, th- this week, as you guys know, was um, winter break week. That's right. All the kids had off all week, and it's been nothing but... Uh, you know, fun doing stuff with them, um, bowling, movies, arcades, you know, hanging out at home, doing all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, I love doing it too. I love taking the kids out. I love bringing their friends out. We always have a, a great time. Uh, we went bowling actually twice. I took the kids separate with the neighbor, but, uh, I'll tell you what a racket is. You want to know a racket going on? This like these small Dave and Buster's type places, even Dave and Buster's. And I'm not trying to be, you know, a jerk. I love going to them. I love playing them. I'm actually a Dave and Buster's basketball legend. All right. I break all the records on the basketball games. I go to the football throwing games. I mean, I go to Dave and Buster's and I sweat. I fucking sweat. It's like I just played ball, right? Like if I go to Dave and Buster's next time, I got to bring a change of clothes because I'm trying to, I remember one time I was at Dave and Buster's and me and this black dude were standing next to each other and we were both so good at like that foul shot jumper thing that like there was a crowd behind us and we just kept going back and forth. I'm not even kidding. Like my wife, everyone was watching. Um, you know, I take it seriously. I, you know, the other day my son said to me, all you care about is winning. 
And like a lunatic, instead of saying to him, son, that's not the most important thing, you know, just I looked at him and I go, yeah, because I'm a winner. And then he kind of looked confused and I kind of was like, no, but you know, like you want to play to win. Like (laughs) I want to win. I want to win in everything that I do. I just, I just do. I've always been that way. But these things are like a racket where you get tickets, you slide a card, you know, and you get tickets. And, uh, well, Dave and Buster, you actually get the physical tickets. But then they got these places where you buy a card from like a little kiosk thing. And then you, you know, put X amount. So like 20 bucks gets you like 50 points. And most games are like three points a game. And then, you know, you uh, get tickets with all the wins and stuff like that. And then they have that little gift shop. And the gift shop is fucking junk. And anything that's actually good in the gift shop or worth getting, it you it's going to cost you the same amount of money as it costs you to buy the ticket. Nobody thinks like that. Like, yeah, I spent 50 bucks here. Now I'm going to get a shitty video game. They don't even have video games. You know, yesterday my son got a disco ball. The neighbor got like a smaller disco ball. You know, Lord knows how long that thing's going to last. It's just always like a shitty thing and the kids are just and the worst is they got that little middle island Lloyd calm down the worst is they got like that middle um like candy island that's got like you hear this dog you hear this dog you know what he's doing he's putting his nose to the crack of the front door and he's just breathing in and out and he's trying to find out where the cat is I mean this cat saga and here's the other thing I found out that this cat goes miles this cat is not just a normal cat. This cat goes miles. We found him down at the bottom of our hill. I heard he's gone to the top of the mountain. This fucking black cat makes his rounds driving pets crazy. It's like, I'm telling you, this is like, he's like the Kim Jong-un of, of our neighborhood. It's just like, what is this? He's even got the black hair that looks like Kim Jong-un's. Like, I'm telling you, this cat is the thing we have to worry about if we're going to go to war. I'm telling you, it's just... No one's taking him out. They all know where he is. I'm telling you, this is the Kim Jong-un. Something is going on. It's almost like he's made a deal. Like he's like a diplom- Like he's got diplomatic immunity. I've never seen anything like it. We pulled home from dinner the other night, and he was literally like a mile away from our house, and we found out that he goes even a mile higher than our house. He just roams around. So my dog right now is standing by the door, sniffing as hard as he can. It sounds like he's snoring. He just does this thing where he goes... <sighs> And breathing like a lunatic. And then if he gets any scent of anything, he just barks his head off. And usually during the podcast. But, uh, yeah, so they give like the, what, what is that, the, was it the pixie sticks or what, whatever. The, just, just that sugar in a straw. You know those things? I mean, that should be a crime to give kids that. They got that shitty taffy and all that stuff. And the kids are just like, can I just get two pieces of candy and this shitty toy? And I'm like, guys, save up. And blow people's minds at the gift shop next time when you have like, you know, 15,000 points after doing this multiple times and then get something sick instead of getting these shitty candy things, all this bullshit, you know, something that's going to break. It's going to end up, Lord knows it's going to end up somewhere in a crack of me or my wife's car somewhere, you know, that we're going to find when we get the car detailed in the summer. Like, oh, here's that piece of shit thing with the spring that we got at that. Stupid. Um, but they are making money. Kids are lining up. And some of them have like four good games. I remember when I was a kid, 
we went to Nathan's on Central Avenue in Yonkers. And it was the best. It was old school. You had to have a pocket full of quarters or a bucket of quarters. And the Nathan's was packed out. Everybody's getting hot dogs, food. It was a mob scene. And then in the back, they had like aisles of games. They had all Mike Tyson, Punch-Out, Donkey Kong, Pac-Man, all the old school ones. It was like, it was the best. That one when you're like all of the monsters and you're, those that were climbing up the buildings and you're like a wolf man breaking the buildings down. And they had the um, Dragon's Lair, like which was in Stranger Things season two, the first scene of that. Um, so cool, man. So cool. And now the kids got a couple of basketball games. The big, huge things you sit on that vibrate when you kill zombies. Although that zombie one is cool. That Walking Dead game, that's pretty cool. Like, if you could rig that and have that in your house, just shoot it, that would actually be really fun. They do have, but it's, it's like limited. You don't have a lot of different games now, you know. Um, and then, you know, they try to get you with where you're actually really sitting on a motorcycle and it goes side to side and the graphics haven't gotten any better with that shit. But the amount of money spent for the absolute trash toys. That's what I'm going to try to do. Try to tell your kid. Try to talk them into saving it. But they just can't. And I get it. You can't when you're a kid. It's hard to. You can't tell a kid that's looking at some shit he wants to get. Even if it's a shitty little Nerf gun. Or a sack of marbles. Or just something that they can have in the car that they achieved from playing those games. It's hard to reason with the kid and be like, look, man. You know, you're going to get something later. They can't, you know, they can't do it. They can't do it. I think that's why guys always start out bad trying to date women. You know that? We're immature, right? We're immature at the beginning. Sometimes we go a little too hard or sometimes we don't talk at all. We don't have the finesse. I think it's because we're so, we want it now, everything now. Probably an awful, awful analogy that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. But it just popped in my head. And I was like, I think I'm going to go with it. I think I'm going to think about that. But, uh, you know, basically what I'm saying is a guy doesn't know, hey, I'm going to make her wait and sweat this out. Right? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to act. You know, a guy can't do that. Same thing with the with the toy and the thing. They're not going to be like, hey, I'm saving for that whole video game console. I'm going to come like five times and then I'm going to get it. No. They're like, I need some shitty thing now. So, they probably settle on a shittier girl. <laughs> They're like, I'm just taking her. She'll, she'll say yes. Basically, that's life. Life is that shitty thing. And there are some good things in there. Actually, I like this analogy now. Think about it. Life is that shitty thing that you could get gifts with the thing, right? And the great, most amazing ones are the ones you need to hold out for, work hard for, get you know, all of your tickets, accrue them up to get, you know, a ton. And then you go and you achieved it. It's satisfying and the hard work pays off and you get what you put in. Or you do it the half-ass shitty way, right? You have only a little bit. You get the shitty gift and then you end up not being happy looking for the next thing. Boom! I just did it. So anytime, the next time you guys walk around that place and you see that shitty little thing where with the candy and all the stupid shitty toys, just know that that place, in a nutshell is life. What are you going to do with it? There you go. (laughs) Guys, I saw a movie and I was very, very pleasantly surprised. Um, uh, No, I did not see Black Panther. Um, 
I just I'm gonna wait for Black Panther to calm down because um, theaters are packed and people are getting there so early. It was the same thing with Star Wars, and I'm not a big um, I'm not a big superhero movie guy, but I'm hearing such good things. Um, but I'm not a big superhero movie guy. Um, but I saw Jumanji. We took the kids and the kids' friends to see. Uh, actually, shout out to my neighbor or my neighborhood friend, uh, Frank Bucci. He, um, he took his boys and, uh, my boy and, you know, their friends that he took them out to eat and all that stuff. And then I met them with my daughter at the movie theater and we went to see Jumanji and I was actually pleasantly surprised. I thought it was hilarious. I never saw the first Jumanji. I never, with Robin Williams, rest his soul. I never saw it. Um, but I didn't know what to expect and I'm like, oh, The Rock and Kevin Hart, is this going to be just corny, stupid, you know, is it going to be slapstick shit? Is it like, I, I didn't know what to expect. I loved it. I loved it. I thought that the way they did it was clever. Um, and I got to say, man, Kevin Hart stole the movie. I thought, I thought Kevin Hart was, I thought all the shit he said was hilarious. Um, I mean, listen, it's a predictable movie. Let's be honest. It's a, it's not one of those movies that's like, you're not blown away by the ending. I mean, you could predict it easily, but I don't think anybody's going into Jumanji to try to get some kind of, you know, thriller twist at the end. You know what you're getting. But they delivered on what you were getting. And Kevin Hart had some really funny lines. Of course, there were a couple lines with curses. So, uh, you know, he was a zoologist or whatever in the thing. And there's one line where he's like, zoology, bitch, riding an elephant. And like all for two days now, my son has just been going, zoology, bitch. And I tried, I'm trying to be like, Lucas, man, you can't, you can't do it. And I'm just like, it's funny. You kind of can do it. And then I'm, and then my wife is like, what's it? I'm like, he just saw a movie, like give him a, give him two days. And then there was another part that had to, you know, private part stuff, which is just makes little kids laugh. Um, so, but yeah, I'd say great family movie, take the family to see it. Um, I don't think you'll be disappointed. It was entertaining from beginning to end. It was fun. Get, you know, the kids actually, one thing I didn't know how the kids were going to act in like. You know, it's not animated. It doesn't. It's just a regular comedy, and it holds little kids' attention. My kids are five and eight, and the kids we were with were uh, five, eight, and nine, and all of them were quiet, watching, laughing at the right time. And uh, oh my God, though this one kid, this one kid must have been four behind us, three or four, and he just kept and he and he was like he had like that cute little kid lisp, so you couldn't get mad. And the two, his mother and whoever, aunt or whoever was with him, these two women were with him, and he would just go, oh, is he over there? He's over there with the elephant. Was he going to go in there? And like the whole movie, the whole movie, this kid is just yelling over my shoulder. And he would just go, oh, is he standing over here? Yeah, he's going to, mom is, and she'd be like, shh, there's people. And then it would be like two minutes of quiet. And then the kid would just be like, uh, is he going to go in the mountain? Is he, you know, look at the elephant, the elephant. And I'm just, I wanted to be like, man, this little fuck, this dude's got to shut the fuck up now. Cause I'm trying, but I'm like, I can't, my daughter's next to me, my, my son. And, and, and me and Frank are sitting there fine dealing with it. We know, you know, we're just there, you know, on winter break watching a movie, but it was so enjoyable that I wanted this little kid to shut up. And, his parents did the thing where they disciplined him to shut up, but while laughing, you know those? Like, shh, there's people in here. <laughs> and it's like, you're totally, you know? 
a little pinched till he cries, a little smack, you know? But hey, shut the fuck up. People are in here. You're going to get out of here. You're acting like an animal. Um, would have probably went a long way and made our movie experience better. But afterwards, I looked back. He was an extremely cute kid. The two women seemed very nice. And uh, what am I going to do? I'm in a packed theater with little kids and a handful of adults. I'm not going to be that guy. And uh, can you take my... Okay, yeah. I swear to God, I don't know if it's just my wife or all women, but uh, I think Giannis Papas said something where he's like, the beginning of a woman's sentence is always could you. And it is, my wife is just, do you think you can? Do you think you can? <laughs> it's just a text for that shit all the time. Um, so there you go. Verzi effect, two thumbs up. Jumanji, great. Uh, some people said they liked it better than Star Wars. I could actually see that, but I like Star Wars because I'm a Star Wars guy. Um, but I don't think you can you can go wrong with it. And the other two movies I talked about were what last week? Um, those two were. What did I say? If, if you guys are just if you guys had to skip one, the other movies. Oh, Good Time, which is on Amazon Prime and Vudu. That was great. And uh, and the three billboards. I told you that I didn't. I wasn't too. Uh, you know the ending and shit. Just I thought it could. I thought they had a great thing there, and I thought it just went away. That you know, of course it went the social way. It went the way you know, everyone's got to make a statement in today's climate. By the way, I want to say this. Speaking of that, um, I do want to say this. I think that it would be irresponsible of me to have all of these listeners on here and not do it because people are dying. So. Um, I'm not going to get here on a soapbox and talk politics or anything like that. You guys know that I don't like to do that. You guys know where I stand and, um, I'm a, you know, you know me and I think a lot of you guys do the same. That's why you listen to me is we are think for ourselves. you know, we have our bias here and there, but we're, we're, you know, I'm, I don't want to speak for anybody. I am, you know, I just try to be logical, but I will say this with another school shooting. And by the way, man, you know. Seriously, hearts go out, you know, and I know people say, well, fuck your thoughts and prayers, do something. And it's like, well, so I can't, I can't have thoughts and prayers for something like that. I can't do that because things aren't being done. So I can't, I can't, you know, do that in my way. Fuck you. If I want to say thoughts and prayers, I'll say thoughts and prayers. Now, however, I will say that, um, I, I learned something recently and I didn't know this, but I think that people need to start thinking about it is that in 1996, um, there was, and I think I said this one time on the show, and somebody got mad and wrote me, and I probably lost him as a fucking listener, and I don't care, um, but, you know, I believe that everybody should have a right to have a gun, I believe that, you know, I'm all for that, uh, that's a right we have as Americans, you know, get a dog to protect your house. If you need to get a gun, get a gun. Whatever the fuck you want to do. An alarm system, all of that shit. Um, but, I I said this before. I think an 18 or 20 year old being able to get an, an AR-15 in five minutes is a little much. I just think, like, how the fuck can you walk in? And then, um, I listened to something and from that James Corden said. And, you know, in Asia... In Asia, what they have to do is they have to take a written test. They have to go to a range and be a certain type of accurate. They have to um, have like an accuracy thing. It's just crazy. They have to have a psychological test. They go through all of this stuff to get it. And then after three years, they have to go through all of it again. 
their fucking shooting crimes are like none, none. Okay. Um, in 1996 in Great Britain, there was a school shooting, 17 people died after that legislation did something and made a change for certain things. There hasn't been a single, uh, massive shootings, mass shootings since then in Australia, I believe in 1996 or 1999, there was a, um, there was a mass shooting in a school and then they put legislation, they did something and they said like automatic weapons and things like that are, you know, you they did some kind of restriction on it and there hasn't been a mass shooting since. Now, listen to me, lunatics. I'm not saying don't have a gun. I'm not saying that. I'm saying make, make it so a fucking kid can't just go get it. That's all I'm saying. I don't understand how somebody can argue that. And at first I was like, you know what, Paul, leave it alone. You already said your piece about this a couple of years ago with the other mass shooting. Shut the fuck up. People aren't going to listen. But then when I heard the statistic of like, wow, when something is done. See, that's the thing about me. And that's why I love being, a, a, you know, somebody in the middle is like, I don't care about my team. I don't care about the Republicans. I don't care about the Democrats. I don't care about which stance is better or more popular. Fuck you. You know? You weak-minded fucks who need to listen to everything. You need to go and you need to listen to what CNN and Fox News and then even the comedy ones. You need to listen to what The Daily Show and Bill Maher. And they're, they're so clever, aren't they? Shut the fuck up. Shut up and think for yourself, you know? And I'm not saying those are bad people or bad shows. I'm just saying that I don't put a bias to any of that shit and that allows me to go, hey, 2 plus 2 is 4. And if 2 plus 2 is 4 and... Having some sort of restriction and regulations in 96 in another country and there's been no shooting since 96 in that country, then I think not looking at that is just fucking, it just doesn't make any sense. And I don't, I think if anybody can't see that point without putting their bias aside, you know, putting your bias aside, if you can't see that point, I think it's crazy. I really, really believe that. So, um, you know, and if you're going to get an AR-15, you got to have a fucking reason, you got to be evaluated, you got to be, in my opinion, in my opinion, for you to be able to get that firearm, you can't just be some fucking dude who's like, ah, I feel like going to get a, an assault rifle right now, an automatic weapon, and walk into a fucking dick sporting goods in your pajamas, and walk out with that many rounds, able to fuck, you know what I mean, and then have a bad day and go mow people down, I just don't, I don't understand how that, I don't understand how that people have a problem with that. Like, I have friends that I wouldn't want doing that. I have, I have loved ones that I wouldn't want to be like, yeah, man, if that dude's in a mood, they could just go and fucking grab that. I don't want that, and nor should you. You know, now somebody goes, fuck that, man, these people are crazy. It's a psychological thing. Okay, so then have the psychological test, you know? That, that's all I'm saying. So I'll, I, will, I will leave it at that, but when I started to hear statistics about the other countries, I was like, wow, maybe something could be done. And hopefully the president does something. And I have a feeling, and, and I got to be honest with you, the whole thing with arming teachers, I, I got to be honest. I mean, when I think back to my teachers and I think, and I look at my kids' teachers, I don't want these people having a fucking armed weapon in the school. I, I just don't. I mean, come on. Like, you know, now that means that there's definitely guns in a school. I would rather, like what, what my kids, I think I've seen a couple of schools uh, in the, in the suburbs of the city here, I hate saying where I live or where anybody lives, but like, you know, they have like locked doors and they have armed guard, like armed people in front, like a couple of cops patrolling the school. That's fine. You know, do that. 
If you want to have a cop or some security there, I don't think teachers should be fucking having to, you know, come up with a curriculum and go to the shooting range on Wednesday nights. I just don't think so. I think that that's a little, you know, like what does it come to that you got to, you know, you're going to open it up and, you know, here, Mrs. Johnson, here's your apple. Oh, and my dad told me to give you this round. (laughs) Here's a new magazine for that fucking Glock you got. Have a nice, no, no. Absolutely not. You get some fucking cops around there. You know? Listen, these fat, lazy fucks could do something. Let them sit in a patrol car out there. Let them sit in the front. Find out if a kid comes in that that looks weird or something's going on. You find out. You see somebody come with a gun. You fucking put them down. That's it. That's it. Have have that. Have security. You know? Wouldn't you rather have a couple of, of, of armed policemen standing on the perimeter or doing that? I've seen it at schools and it's great. You know, have them do that and evaluate what's going on and be able to talk to another guy on the radio and employ a couple of these guys for a school instead of knowing that, like, a handful of teachers are going to be coming in with a fucking handgun? I mean, it's... I think that that's fucking lunacy. I really think that that's lunacy. And I'm not saying it wouldn't work, so don't freak out. I actually thought about it, and I was like, hey, if I was a kid and I knew a teacher had a gun, I would definitely think twice. But I just don't want guns around my kids. Like, I just don't want a fucking loaded gun in the thing. You know, and then some teacher comes home, you know, his wife's blowing the neighbor, you know, he goes on a bender, he's got a gun, who knows what happens, probably bad example again, I don't know why I always bring it to that, you know, <laughs> it's a, when the shit hits the fan with me, it's always like your wife's blowing someone else, Um, you know, but I, you, you think about it, I just, I just don't think that our, our you know. I don't know if I would be 100% comfortable if my children's school district was like, look, you know, Mrs. So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so, this and that are all going to have guns in the school. I, I would I would be like, man, I don't know. I'd rather have my kid home taught. Seriously, I'd rather have my kid home taught, you know, than, than do that shit. So that's what, that, those are my thoughts on that. And listen, I'm open to discussion. You want to write to me and we could talk about it? Just do me a favor because I'm not going to read it. I'm telling you that now. Don't come at me with, Verzi, you know, you fucking this and that. You should. Don't come at me with that. Don't come at me calling me, saying that I'm not for the Second Amendment. I am. Don't come at me saying I'm some fucking left liberal. I'm not. Don't come at me with any of that shit. All right? If you want to have an open discussion and talk about it, I love to talk about it on the show. You know? But I don't think fucking, you know, the same teacher, you know, that fucking, you know, teaches you the ABCs and shit should have a fucking gun. I, I I honestly don't. You know, especially in first and second grade. Kids are making macaroni shit. Uh, you know, they're gluing macaroni, they're, they're gluing penny pasta to something, you know, this art that they do. And then she's, she's trained to fucking, I, 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 honestly. You know, it, it shouldn't come to that. And it doesn't have to come to that all the other times. So that's all I'm saying. And if you guys want to talk about what I'm talking about, uh, James Corden actually talked about it. I thought it was actually great. I thought it was great. So just check out James Corden talking about uh, like gun restrictions or like like things and, and listen to the stats, he says, especially about Asia and the other countries. And I just wanted to put my two cents in um, about that. So there you have it, okay? Um, what else do we got going on here? That's pretty much it. Um, I have to get ready to go do these shows. Um, let's see, let's see. Uh, gigs, guys, where can you see me perform? Well, 
you can see me. I got new dates. Yes, I do. I will be in... Come on. Here we go. I'm going to Nashville in April. Hold on, hold on. I got some shit coming up. Of course, the internet's acting slow. Okay, so... Tonight, 8 and 10, I'll be at the stand. Tomorrow, I'll be at the comedy shop at the White Wolf Restaurant for a Hurricane Harvey and Irma benefit at... uh. Uh, Napa Notch, New York, which I think is like an hour and a half north of even Westchester. So that's tomorrow, okay? March 8th, I'll be with Bill Burr in Vancouver, 7 to 9.30. Also, in between that, I'll be doing spots at the stand. Toronto, I'm coming to you with Bill Burr, uh, March 17th. I will be doing two shows there uh, with Burr. March 24th, I'll be headlining the Yonkers Comedy Club, 7.30 and 9.45. Um, March 29th, 30th, and 31st, I will be at the new Cabot Comedy Club in Chicopee, Massachusetts. And, uh, in April 20th, I will be at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville for that festival. I'll be opening up for Bill on the 20th and 21st, and also on the 21st, I'll be with Sal Vacano from Impractical Jokers and Nate Borgazzi, a couple other comics, uh, out there too. You could check the Nashville, uh, website and all that stuff. Those are still being added. So there you have it. Guys, please check out Chassis. Get that amazing, uh, ball powder for uh for your guy for the guys and for the women get them for your man uh your balls will be um in pristine shape and go to www.chassisformen.com/verzi and get one bottle and then the next bottle will be half off check out all things comedy guys uh, for your favorite podcasts and comedy content and also all things comedy this has been episode uh 345 Uh, My name is Paul Verzi. Until the next one, I am out of here. Take care.